Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute, as we aim to support faith, family, and freedom from the western United States all the way across to the other crazy coast on the right side. (laughs) We are supporting what has made America great. Well, friends, as you know, we've been talking about uh, the larger drug issue. Uh, fentanyl is at, on the front pages here in Colorado, but it doesn't just start with fentanyl. And in our previous segment, we talked all about the history of to where we are now with the drug culture in Colorado. And one of the most talented young minds working on this, representing, serving as the executive vice president at Smart Approaches to Marijuana is Luke Niforatos. And Luke is uh, really out there traveling across the country, dealing with efforts to expand illicit drug consumption in states outside of Colorado, uh, nationally. So, Luke, thank you so much for being on the program. Jeff, thanks for having me, and God bless you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Well, Luke, tell me about what you're seeing nationally, because the, the drug issue is far bigger than just fentanyl. It is this effort to essentially allow drugs to be fully commercialized, where Wall Street can just pour money in with this big effort to get as many people as possible using their drugs, whether it's uh, uh, marijuana in Colorado, they're going to try to decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms. Uh, this, is a dr- this is a big drug culture. Tell us the big picture. What's happening in America right now around marijuana and drugs? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, Jeff, I just want to thank you for speaking with such courage and conviction on drugs, because drug policy is one of the biggest issues nationally, uh, I think, in our country that just continues to be ignored uh, by our politicians. You know, we we hear a lot about uh, the opioid crisis. We hear about the mental health crisis and how we need to deal with that. But nobody wants to actually talk about what's going on with drugs in this country, um, even in spite of acknowledging these crises going on. Uh, And so we need to hold our lawmakers, I think, accountable to that and make them start getting their hands dirty and trying to figure out what to do to solve some of these problems. So that's just just a side note there. So thank you, Jeff, for continuing to speak to that. Uh, And I think you're right on the money. Um, You know, you look nationally. Obviously, there's a push to legalize marijuana. Uh, My organization uh, opposes that. And we also try to work to better regulate and tightly restrict marijuana in states that have chosen to legalize it. Uh, But you look at the national level. Uh, and they're basically following the same playbook. And, and basically where it all starts is, and you nailed it, there are commercial interests that want to make a, a profit off of drugs. We already have tobacco and alcohol where industries are making a profit. And most of those profits come from addiction for both those industries. Uh, marijuana is starting to look just like that, uh, with the addiction rates increasing with marijuana and more money being made off of that. Uh, but now we have states like Oregon, uh, which has decided to legalize, get ready for it, Jeff, this might sound familiar, legal uh, medical mushrooms, medical mushrooms. Um, I, I think we may have heard of some sort of medical drug being legalized at the state level before. Not sure. <laughs> Marijuana. Um, and, and so what they're pushing now is a medical mushroom legalization measure in a number of different states um, where people can get psilocybin and other uh, psychedelics at the state level. Um, and at the national level, they're pushing this federally as well to try to um, allow for people to produce and sell uh, now marijuana and more. Um, is is what the push really is for. And so that's something we really have to watch out for, because at the end of the day, um, this is about really when you look at drugs and commercializing drugs, 
it's really about making a profit off of hurting the public and going after our kids. And so uh, this is something we really need to keep an eye out for. Luke, aren't you just a prohibitionist? Didn't we learn this with alcohol, that if you try to stop people from using the drugs they want, well, you're going to create these black markets and, and you know, they're going to be doing it underground. This is a natural thing that people want to <laughs> enjoy. This is stuff I've faced, same question I've faced. But, Luke, what's your response to that? Yeah, well, this is not about being a prohibitionist. Um, you look at alcohol. Alcohol has a multi— it, been around for millennia. It's ingrained in culture. More than 60% of Americans use alcohol. That's not something you're going to be able to, uh, you know, throw people in prison over, obviously. Uh, and what I would say also is that, you know, while that may be the case, and we've, uh, you know, allowed that policy to continue, it, you know, I don't think anybody thinks, wow, wouldn't it just be great if we all drank more alcohol, right? You know, so I think we acknowledge it's something that, you know, isn't great for us, but we've allowed it to take place because it has cultural significance. Um, you look at marijuana, though, Less than 10% of Americans regularly use the drug. Now, you know, half of Americans have tried marijuana in the past, uh, but most people do not continue using marijuana long term. Um, so this is a drug that is used by a minority of the country on a regular basis. Um, and you look at other drugs, you know, these psychedelics, you look at uh, harder drugs, heroin, etc., um, very small minority of Americans use these drugs. So, um, you know, it's funny, you often hear the saying that, you know, the war on drugs has failed. Um, and I'm not saying it's a smash hit success, you know, and, and it, there have certainly been disproportionate, uh, you know, enforcement issues. There have been other issues with the way we've gone about the war on drugs. But I will say this, um, the, the, the legal, uh, keeping these drugs illegal has certainly led to a very small number of Americans using illicit drugs. Um, you look at the use of tobacco and alcohol, both of those drugs are legal. You know, huge numbers of Americans use both those drugs. Um, it's a fraction of that when you look at illegal drugs. So I do think that um, we see the fact that laws do discourage use. Um, and what we've also heard is, you know, look, if you just get rid of these laws, then we'll get rid of the black market for these drugs. Um, however, you know, let's just look at fentanyl, for example. OK, fentanyl is a highly regulated legal drug uh, in the in the pharmaceutical space. Um, and yet we have a raging black market for fentanyl right now. Uh, marijuana has been legalized in, in Colorado and a few other states, and the black market dominates the legal market in every single state with legal marijuana. So if you're wanting to get rid of the black market, uh, just based on the data we're seeing, um, we are not seeing an elimination of that black market. So um, that, that whole argument is, is really moot. And what it comes down to is, how do we protect our kids, our families, and our public health? Um, do we really want to live in a society where you have major corporate giants like big tobacco, big alcohol, selling addictive drugs, selling these drugs and pitching them as a solution um, to people with whole, uh, you know, litany of illnesses, with mental illness. These drugs exacerbate those things, and yet they are being pitched as the solution. I see that as a huge problem. Luke, I, I've often pointed out that, you know, as a conservative, and we run a conservative think tank, we understand the role of the free market and the power of the free market. We, we support the free market, but it's not an unregulated, just kind of go whatever you want to do, free market. And, and that's the expertise we bring to this drug issue where I go, listen, uh, I know how powerful the free market is and how motivated the free market is if you open it up to something like marijuana to try to get as many consumers as they can. Right. So this isn't just a, a, a zero sum game where you go, you know, they're the people out there already using marijuana. Well, we're just going to open it up to them and they can freely go down to the store and buy it and pay some tax. And that tax would be good for us. No, 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 no. You're going to unleash the power 
of the free market to go out there and to recruit new users. They have that incentive. And uh, that's something I don't think people really understand is going to happen if we do that. And one of those is the is the Safe Banking Act at the federal level. Luke, you've been dealing with whether or not America is going to f- legalize marijuana on the federal level. Tell us what's happening up there. Yeah, absolutely. So the Safe Banking Act is a federal bill that's um, it's really the only thing that is a real threat right now federally. Um, you know, there are Democrats and Republicans opposed to full legalization at the federal level right now. So so that's not going anywhere anytime soon. But but the Safe Banking Act is basically uh, financial legalization of marijuana. So basically what it does is it keeps marijuana federally illegal, but it allows them to get into the banks. It allows them to take on billions of investment. It takes away all the financial risk for the industry. So it is truly, Jeff, it is, it is mind-boggling that it's even being considered. This is literally banking a federally illegal enterprise in the eyes of federal law and allowing them to bank. So, you know, my question is, okay, well, prostitution is, is legal in certain counties and jurisdictions in this country. Should we be banking prostitution in this country um, since, since that's been, uh, been a decision that's been made? So, you know, I think Congressman Ken Buck makes a great point on this. Um, and I'm, I live in his district. Um, you know, he says, look, we need to have the debate about federal legalization before we even think about banking this industry, because then what you're doing is you're basically giving federal sanction to money laundering and cartels who are uh, literally flourishing here in Colorado on marijuana um, and in other states with marijuana as well. So I, I think it's the wrong approach. It's a terrible bill. Um, it's something that, you know, really puts the cart before the horse, in my opinion. Um, I did want to come back, Jeff, real quick to what you were talking about with capitalism, because I think you made a great point. Um, you know, our founders understood capitalism to be central to our country's success. However, they didn't believe in unbridled capitalism. Um, they believed in a sensible capitalism, r- literally checks and balances like what we have in our government. Um, and so, you know, we don't live in a libertarian country for a reason, uh, a pure libertarian country for a reason, because, you know, unbridled liberty is nihilism, according to the great thinkers of our time, the founders. You look at Locke. You look at some of these other great thinkers. Um, they understood there needed to be limitations to liberty uh, to protect uh, the public, to protect individual rights, you know, people from infringing on other individuals. And when you look at using drugs, that infringes on other people's rights, because at the end of the day, using drugs does not just affect yourself. It affects your community, whether you're driving, whether you have kids, uh, whether you have people who live in the same home as you, uh, whether you're working and you're going to work high and having an accident that hurts your coworker. There are so many myriad ways in which drugs affect the community and people around you. So um, there have to be these restriction in place, restrictions in place to preserve freedom. And so we can't have uh, the capitalist juggernaut unleashed into drugs because the entire purpose of a company is to enrich its shareholders. It has no legal duty to society. Um, it has, you know, there's societal pressure on these companies to, to do the right thing, but they, at the end of the day, are responsible to their shareholders, to making a profit. So that works out great with iPhones, computers, and other things like that. Uh, it's terrible when you look at drug use because companies literally make all their money off of addiction. You look at alcohol, 70% or more of their revenue comes from just 10% of their customers. So literally very, very addicted people make up the majority of alcohol's profits. Luke, we've got to run here. Thank you so much for being a part of this. How can people follow the Smart Approaches to Marijuana organization? Yep, check us out. Learnaboutsam.org. We're nonprofit, nonpartisan. 
largest national organization working on marijuana and other drug policy issues now. We can talk about that maybe another time. God bless you, Jeff. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, Luke. And stick around. We're going to continue to talk what's happening down at the Capitol on this fentanyl bill when we get right back here.